You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. What's up, everyone? Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Ajit, and today I have with me Mr. Wilson Raj, a super personality, and we are going to talk about customer intelligence uh, and around the story about it. But uh, before that, let me introduce Wilson. So Wilson Raj is a global director of customer intelligence at SaaS. Uh, He's been responsible for global marketing to establish, evolve, and eventualize uh, SaaS analytic-powered marketing solutions. With his vast, you know, 20 years of experience in the multiple industries, he's been engineered to drive strategic programs. Uh, Well, he has also held global leadership positions in marketing at Fortune Global 500 companies like Microsoft, Noble, Mediatronic, and Philips. Most importantly, while I was chatting with him, he is also, uh, he likes to ride his bike. And then he did mention something which he did very interesting in Colombia, which is in Medellin, which needs to be mentioned out here, the great Medellin. So we're going to talk about hopefully on that too. But before that, let's get to our main topic. Welcome to the show, Wilson. How are you doing today? Hello, Ajit. I'm I'm doing well. I'm absolutely excited to be on your show uh, to talk about uh, just a range of things. I know you're passionate about marketing and customer experience and and different experiences and perspectives. So I'm I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm sure this is going to be a fun episode as we've been talking about this. Uh, And we went to a lot of research work that you have actually worked upon. And I think that's something I'm super excited to talk about today. Uh, But before, you know, we get into or dive into our discussion, you know, uh, the research that you shared with me today, uh, I mean, last week, basically, I went through it Mm -hmm. and I just picked up something very, very interesting, which was uh, which was in collaboration with Futurum Research um, mm-hmm. by Daniel Newman. I think he's the principal analyst. And I really like the quote that he mentioned in it. He says, we can see the future of customer experience a decade from now in the evolution of technology and the behavior and perceptions of consumers and brand today. Very, very big statement, Wilson. And exactly that's our topic of the day today. So before we, let's let's get dived into it, basically. Sure. I'm super excited. Okay. Uh, before we get dived, I would like to request you to share quickly a journey so far. How has the journey so far looked like for you, Wilson? You know, the, the journey in marketing for me is always exciting. I'm always learning new things. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, in the introduction, I've got 20 years uh, experience in just different companies, you know, from uh, Philips to Microsoft. I also did several years in the agency world with WPP mm-hmm. and Wonderman and VML, you know, advising, you know, know, marketers and and brand leaders on digital strategy. I think if I were to sum it up, sum it up, uh, Ajit, my journey has always been to learn every aspect of marketing as I possibly can. So over the 20 years, I've done everything from copywriting to content marketing to uh, program management, uh, global marketing, and then went into the agency world 
for digital strategy. I even did a stint of PR in, in one of my positions, you know, many years back. And each time I did, as I moved wow. to the my next wow. company, I always try to connect everything, everything together. Uh, and now at, at SAS, you know, certainly, you know, how can you be strategy driven, but in, be inspired by data and analytics? So that's uh, my thing right now. And, and there's so much more to learn. Absolutely. I think, I think that's quite inspiring for me because as a marketer, I'm still at the stage where there is a lot of learnings. And of course, we would be continue talking about this, but let's get dived into today's topic. Uh, so, so, Wilson, as we speak or as we have spoken before, so today's technology is transforming our daily lives. So definitely mm-hmm. there's no surprise that yeah. marketing landscape is evolving you know, at a similar pace. So, my first question then goes is, what does the future of marketing look like for you? You know, Ajit, that was the exact same question that Daniel Newman, you know, uh, uh, the analyst that, I, that we work with uh, from Futurum asked, right. uh, you know, yeah. you know, in, in 2019. Uh, this was right, you know, almost like a year before COVID. And we were at a, a marketing event, a MarTech event uh, on the West Coast. Uh, three-day event. And, uh, you know, we do, uh, I, we partner a lot uh, with Daniel to do thought leadership. And you know, he's one of our key analysts and influencers in the space. And so, you know, we were on a panel there. This was the end of the, the whole conference. We were sitting there at our, uh, at our booth. And, you know, the breakdown was going, going around us. People were taking away all their, their stuff. And we were sitting on these, you know, almost 1990s looking chairs, you know, that you find in any conference room uh, or, or, or uh, ballroom, for example, True. next to a, a, a trash can. And we yeah. were just looking at each other and we, we said like, hey, is this it? Like every, and Ajit, you, you tell me too, right? Every conference looks the same. Stage, booth, uh, the message is all the same. Uh, and then next year, we do it all over again. So we were asking wow, 10 years from now, will this marketing conference look exactly the same? And that's what caused us to, to want to, let's ask this question uh, you know, to the marketplace on what marketers and consumers think about the future of marketing. Right, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you just mentioned about something which is Martech series. I, I am being a regular to Martech series. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed from right from the arena to the ballroom to the speaker rooms, basically everything remains the outlay and everything is same. So no yeah. doubts about it. Yeah, but yeah, that's a big question. What does the future of marketing look like? And I think that's where it all started, right? Correct. And and so no, as we we were just discussing, the idea just started forming uh, in our in our heads. Like, you know, what do we were to ask? You know, I, I think nobody will really know exactly, but people will have perspectives. So. We were, uh, you know, all of a sudden the conversation started turning into ideation. You know, what if we were to ask yeah. some key questions? Of course, we didn't have any, no idea where we were going to start, and and and, but we knew this has to be a global scope, right? Worldwide, it has to cover different kinds of industries, and we're going to ask, and and we know enough, uh, you know, since. 2019 and, and the, all the marketing trends and what were some of the hot topics. So we wanted to see if some of these hot topics were still going to be relevant or, or not relevant. And so what happened, Ajit, was that, uh, you know, as we worked together, you know, for several months to define the, the research direction, uh, we were really asking two things. Number one, broadly to the consumers. So we, we pulled about 3,000 consumers worldwide 
and because we also wanted to see regional differences as well, Ajit. Uh, and the second part of it, we wanted to know right. what the marketers think. So we asked 3,000 marketing professionals worldwide similar questions, but also some questions that are related to the craft, right? What kind of technologies, what kind of challenges? And so out of that research, uh, you know, came a, a huge uh, piece of work, which we felt is not just the research alone. We wanted to make sure that we are, were going to have multi-year conversation because, you know, most of the time, Ajay, you know, we, we do a piece of research, we send it out and then, you know, we go on to the next thing. But we wanted to create Ooh, yeah. something that we could have conversations in 2020, 2021, 2022. And that's why the reason, you know, we called it Experience 2030. We wanted to forecast 10 years out. Uh, that was, you know, because it came out uh, in, t- uh, you know, 2019, late 2019. Right. And then to be able right. to have an opportunity to see, did anything change, you know, five years from now? Uh, were some of the predictions wrong? And and to really have a dialogue. So that was the whole uh, impetus, Ajit. Perfect. That's a great one. Thank you so much for that insight. So I think the next question I definitely would come to my mind then what's what's disruption today or what's being the disruptive in the marketing today? What's your thoughts on it? I think, you know, the, you know, as we, uh, you know, the research highlights some of the, the, the key drivers and I, we can get to that. But I think before the drivers, even the, the two forces that are fighting against each other uh, in, a, in customer experience or marketing is really two types of technologies. One is the consumer technologies. So, you know, you and I, we, we are very fast to adopt mobile tech, uh, immersive technologies, AR, you know, uh, social, you know, now there's, you know, the clubhouse and, you know, TikTok and, you know, so consumer technology adoption is very, very fast. It's very innovative. But then, Ajit, when you look at the marketing, you talk about MarTech, right? The marketing technology, I feel that the, the yeah. marketers are always behind because the, the, not that they're, they're not using some of these for channels, but the ability to meet the customer in those channels, to be able to understand them, to be able to make decisions, uh, and then to be able to serve up uh, experiences is behind, right? We have CRM systems, we've got email systems. And so I find that the uh, the marketers are always having to catch up. They can adopt new technologies, but the marketing system itself is still antiquated. So to me, uh, marketers need a new operating mindset. They need a new operating model to be able to keep pace or better get ahead of consumer tech. So that is really, I think, the uh, pressure that marketers have. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's a very valid point you said. Adoption has been the thing. Uh, well, then, from your experience, you being an evangelist of analytics-powered marketing, uh, what are the new processes and technologies to really look forward, according to you? Well, uh, you know, as we talk about how you reimagine marketing, there's really a couple of uh, things, right? And uh, they're really in, in three broad categories. One is, you know, uh, marketers need to embrace, you know, any kind of uh, innovations in, in, in data, data cell strategies, right? For a number of things, right? So that we can personalize in the moment and at scale. We can make predictions about customers. We can really identify customers because think of it this way. I mean, most customer journeys today, you know, is no longer that linear or even a circular kind of a a cycle. It is actually uh, from a mathematical perspective, 
it is infinite. There are so many ways customers want to be informed. Uh, they want to transact. Uh, they want help. They want to be entertained. The multiple, so it becomes a math problem. And so that's one of the, 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 key, the key areas for uh, you know, new processes, right, to keep up with that. The second one is obviously data by itself is, is, is useless, right? We need to be able to employ uh, analytics capabilities that can help uh, adapt in real time and then uh, be able to reinforce those experiences. You know, one of the examples I've seen, you know, uh, you know especially, you know, during COVID, was that those innovations around customer, you know, data, and then how you do those journey in very amazing ways. And it's all about saving attention. So there's a there's an app uh, that that's from McCormick, which is actually a spice. You know, you can buy spices uh, and and cooking you know ingredients from these guys. They developed a, a mobile app where you can just answer about maybe a dozen questions. It takes about five minutes, and then you get a flavor print. The flavor print, which is very unique to me, and if you take the same, you know, uh, you know, uh-huh. uh, test or whatever, you get a, a flavor print that's unique to you, and this flavor print will identify what your flavor profile is, what kinds of tastes, textures. Uh, but behind this flavor print is analytics. They're sourcing about sixteen thousand aroma chemicals, you know, using IoT sensors in their labs. They are categorizing it into about forty plus flavor profiles and textures, 33 types of taste, uh, you know, uh, configurations to give you that profile. And so think of it as a fingerprint for your taste bud. Wow. And that's a spice company. Okay, we're not even talking like a big giant brand. (laughs) So I think that notion of uh, using data, using analytics and making, you know, really uh, predictive decisions and giving, uh, you know, content and interactions that's very specific is is a fantastic thing. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, that comes to me a sub question to this particular context, mm-hmm. uh, Wilson, and I think that is something, uh, you know, majority of time. So providing, uh, you know, or sometimes providing business stakeholders with analytics uh, generates more questions than answers. Is that true statement to make? You know, I, th- I think you're right. I think if you do it correctly, it should generate through uh, more questions. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't right. know what other people would say. You know, this, you know, yes, analytics is supposed to answer questions, right? But actually, mm-hmm. what analytics, uh, when I say top analytics, I would include AI. AI is just advanced analytics. It's, it's no different. Of course, now there's the big buzzword, right? AI and chatbots. It's just a branch of analytics, uh, which True. is more advanced, more predictive, able to... Uh, adapt to different kinds of data sources. So to your point, uh, good analytics will give you, help you make decisions uh, and therefore generate questions that the, the brand may not have, have even thought of. You know, we have found, uh, you know, for example, to some of our research findings and then just talking with customers, there again, uh, people, uh, you know, our, our marketers uncover insights that they never knew existed, you know, which then, Ask them to you know uh, right. more questions, right? How do we serve up this this consumer? How do we you know meet their needs? Uh, do we have products and services that we need to be designed right to be able to meet uh, those uh, those needs? Perfect, perfect. That's a good one. So uh, I think Wilson, where I am right now, I'm based out of India, for example, and I'm taking doing this podcast. Uh, you are based out of US. We are experiencing a complete second wave, okay? Uh, 
and then online being the primary outreach, how are customers adapting to the change? You know, I think uh, because of, uh, you know, I think regardless of, you know, you're right, whether, you know, customers and brands in India or in the US or in, in Latin America. Exactly. The acceleration of a digital, when I talk about digital, it's really not just digital channels, but digital experience has absolutely uh, uh, accelerated. You know, you talk about online banking. Now, for example, in the insurance space, yeah. uh, this is a startup, uh, you know, that was uh, in the in the U.S. It's called it's a company called Lemonade. Uh, they do personal insurance. Okay. There are no agents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are no uh, status. You know, basically, the whole staff <laughs> is, is statisticians, and they are very well versed in not just analytics, but also you know, algorithms for in, for policyholders and things like that. Now, what Lemonade does is to remove, you know, from a dig, from a experience perspective, all the barriers to getting a policy, or, or you know, if you have an, uh, you know damage your car, uh, you know, there are so many steps right in the in a physical world. But in a digital world, they're able to remove all those barriers. And what they have done is through, again, a mobile online app, they are able to, you can take a, a picture of, you know, let's say a damage, you know, to your property, whether it's a car or, or uh, your home or whatever it is, that gets uploaded. And using AI, you know, using machine learning, uh, using, uh, you know, uh, visual computing, they're able to, number one, assess the, the right. policy they're able to then you know algorithmically decide you know what the the refund should be they run about uh, 12 to 13 anti fraud uh, models on top of it and then if uh, you know okay. you know if you already have banking information with this company it alerts the bank it then uh, initiates a, a deposit to your account and guess what ajit all this takes three and a half seconds from the time you submit wow. the claim wow. to the time the money, you know, if you're if you're qualified and there's no fraud or whatever, right, deposited into your account in, in about less than four seconds. That is wow. the, the online experience, right? And we're seeing that in banking, absolutely. We're seeing that in retail. We're seeing that in many, many, uh, you know, industries. So I think uh, what it is that, what is behind all this, Ajit, is, is the data, is the intelligence, Mm-hmm. Using you know, okay. immersive technologies, right? Whether it's uh, you know uh, IR or AR, and then decisioning at the right moment to to be able to go straight from need to satisfaction uh, within four seconds. Awesome, awesome. That's that's super great. Well, uh, going then back to we spoke, we started this whole conversation about the research that you were a part of, or you were being actively. Uh, you know, spearheading that whole initiative with mm-hmm. the, the research firm. Uh, what I would like to know is then, uh, could you share some insight and learnings from them? And also, I know there are a lot of uh, things apart from the research, I'm sure. Why and how did this started? If you could just talk about those aspects would be really great. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, the, this research, as we, we talked about earlier, is not just a one-time thing. It's, it's really going to be a multi-year conversation. And, you know, uh, what some of the key findings, which I think the audience will find very helpful, uh, are, are that, well, we identify v- between the consumers and the brand five uh, drivers. The first one is that uh, you know is, is a, a driver around smart technology, 
And the headline here, Ajit, is that consumers don't just use digital, they are digital. You know, you're wearing smart watches, you're, you're actually you know, <laughs> yeah. having digital on yourself, you know, you got all these different kinds of, of um, you know, uh, devices that are measuring, uh, you know, health and well-being and all that stuff. So, uh, in fact, we found that uh, almost 40% of consumers worldwide have three or more in, uh, mobile devices for just that one person. That, that's amazing. So consumers are digitally savvy. <clears throat> so to, to stay re- relevant, you must uh, enable mobile-first behavior. That's the first takeaway. The second one finding was immersive technology. This is about, divide, you know, the headline here is how you bridge the consumer experience divide by immersing physical in digital and digital in physical. So good examples like that, uh, McCormick. And we also have companies, uh, for example, like Dulux. It's a paint company where just from the comfort of your home, you can look at the what your your living room could look like without painting it. There are applications that you can just project through a uh, mobile app to actually paint your wall virtually. So that's immersive technology. The third one, very quickly, uh, Ajit, was digital trust. Uh, we found that as we move in further into 2030 and beyond, customer experience has to take into account trust. Uh, we found that um, trust sits at the heart of the value exchange between the brand and the consumer. Uh, the survey showed that 73% of consumers worldwide are very concerned of how marketers use their personal data, right? And, and over 60% okay. said they have no control yeah. over the privacy that they need for themselves or their family and their children. So, so trust has to be front and center of customer experience. The second last one, loyalty in the digital age. And the headline here is that it's not just enough to have loyalty programs. No, I think those are good, but I believe that they, they'll die away because you have to be a loyalty company. So how do you infuse engagement and participation throughout the, you know, the experience? And then the last one is agility and automation. This is where the brands, uh, you know, we're talking about investments in data in uh, AI and, and so on. Uh, and uh, we've, we found that um, 80% of the marketers surveyed said that their ability to deliver great experiences is tied to the ability to analyze data in real time. So these are just some, there, there are tons of data. You can go to sas.com slash experience 2030 just to check out this research and, and there's, you know, there's conversations and video and stuff like that. So uh, I would encourage uh, you know, listeners to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I did, uh, there was a lot of interesting insights which I went through over there. Uh, there's a good data sheet. There's an infographic which has been crafted out of this, which is a synopsis of all discussion or this results that have come out of this particular research. So yeah, I think good you shared the link. I'm sure they would be happy to and we can leave those into uh, our final delivery notes we can just leave there basically this links to this particular research it would be great well i think uh, uh, it's a great conversation as i said no doubts about it and what i am taking from this today is if you really want to be a savvy marketer uh, if and you know the marketing analytics is going to be the ticket for better decisioning and stronger results i, I think that's one liner take of which i would really encourage from this particular discussion what do you say Yes, I, I absolutely, you know, you know, uh, agree with you there. But I also would want to say that, you know, 
you know, when we talk about AI and marketing, you know, I don't know whether, you know, maybe you have heard in some of your other conversations, there's always sort of a concern. Hey, are marketers going to be replaced by chatbots? You know, like that uh, lemonade, right? Uh, yeah, I, you know, are we going to be replaced by decisioning systems? Uh, what about the human marketer, right? What a, and, uh, you know, I, I just want to share a quick point of view there because I, I believe, you know, through all my conversation and even the research and, and what is happening today, if you look at what happened during the, the pandemic, the marketing switched mm-hmm. from a kind of a demand gen to a more caring authenticity, right? Brands were, oh, were, yeah. were trying to be more understanding. Now, I, I, I'm sure we have some bad examples where, you know, I got, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, maybe you got emails from, from uh, brands that you did business with 10 years ago. And you got nothing to do with them. All of a sudden, they say, "Hey, Ajit, I hope you're well during this period and keeping safe." Like, who are you? Like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you know why? Because your contact was in their database. <laughs> so you're popping it out. Yeah. See, that that's not marketing. True. That's like that's yeah. annoying. And so, true authenticity well, is where. All right, can we shorten the journeys? Can we, you know, like you know, make things easier while keeping humanity? So I think I would say AI will absolutely be core front and center but also you know for example doing all this heavy lifting right finding patterns uh doing things at a fast pace doing automatic pricing next best action uh you know uh, hyper personalization automatic segmentation i can go on and on but there's some things i believe still ai can't do how can you create messages that resonate with a human being how can you exercise judgment uh right how can you infuse empathy and emotion into your communications and even you know uh, one-to-one relationships, whether it's digital or, or or in real life? So I still feel, and in fact, I think AI will help get rid of all the heavy-duty, cumbersome, boring, complex tasks, and maybe free uh, us up right. to be able to think more strategically about you know how we want to go to market, what kind of values, what kind of brand you know, uh, you know, uh, values we want to represent, right. That, that resonate with, you know, specific customers. What do you think about, you know, you know on that angle? No, I, I think I completely agree with you because human touch and this human marketing really can't be taken off. However, whatever technologies or Martech stack uh, we try to bring in, it's a very classic example. We used to never think how event really played a key role in our marketing gap environment because the moment it's been out we were really really struggling out there what's next how are we mm. really going to make touch points more valuable basically yeah. though uh, while we used to be at events it's like more just meeting somebody face to face or saying hello to somebody or just chit chatting over some uh, great uh, you know track that we just listen into but uh, or you meet somebody next to your chair where you have a new intro this it was been undervalued, which is today I feel is been a great importance. Though how much online events you do, that charm doesn't get you to that level where you can really getting into one room in an online versus you actually meeting over a copy makes a huge difference. <laughs> it's totally. still going to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, Nothing more can be uh, said. You have. I like a, a, a line that you talked about the human touch. So I, that kind of inspired me. You know, I think uh, you know one way to, to look at it is that the heartbeat of modern marketing, right? Not today, and hopefully into twenty thirty and beyond, is data analytics. Yeah. But then the soul of modern marketing will be human touch. 
So I'd like to attribute that to you as well. <laughs> perfect. 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 So there's a great value add uh, in customer analytics and stuff. But yeah, as you rightly said, we need to look at the way we really want to actually go there and what we are trying to achieve from it. I think these are the two things which we really need to deep dive and deeply understand. Uh, and then I think there's whole new era looking forward for us in this particular thing. Perfect. I think this was definitely a great conversation. And of course, there's always more to ask for. Uh, but yeah, for, for now, for this particular thing, I'm going to say thank you so much, definitely. Uh, would you like to give some final thoughts or you want to share what's the journey from here look like forward to you or something on those notes? You want to share something? Firstly, uh, Ajit, thank you for having me on your show. I, I really enjoyed the conversation and, and can just see the passion and uh, really appreciate uh, you know the opportunity to kind of have a, have a chat. I think uh, you know, we really covered a lot of the key salient points. And the only thing I would, uh, you know, just maybe leave, uh, you know, our audience with is, you know, have a sense of uh, curiosity and, and, and purpose. You know, I think that's what will make us, uh, you know, the tech is great. Analytics is fantastic. I will never devalue that. But ultimately, it is, you know, asking to your point, you know, what value, not just monetary value, but what emotional value, what social value, what okay. cultural value, you know, those kinds of things, you know, I think will become more and more important. Uh, and, and, and along with that, customer experience will not be just engagement. It'll be more participatory, right? That means the, the, our, our prospects and, and, and customers will participate with us in those, in those moments of truth. Uh, and, and we just have to be ready for them and, and, and do the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you once again for all the insights that you share. Thank you for being on the show. You were really nice and quite valuable insights. I would definitely I appreciate that on this particular thing. Well, thank you everyone out there who's listening out to us and uh, stay safe, stay healthy. I think that's the most important. Take care of yourself and the people around you. All right, signing it off. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers.